This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, February 12th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Trump unveils infrastructure plan. Cottaway seeks to head off poison pill farm bill amendments. Cottaway eyes DACA bill for farm worker reforms. Bracing for the budget. Farm state lawmakers are bracing for renewed proposals to cut agriculture spending as President Trump releases his fiscal 19 budget today. The budget itself is likely to have little impact beyond today's release, coming as it does on the heels of the two-year agreement enacted on Friday to raise federal spending by $300 billion above the limit set by the 2011 Budget Control Act. However, Budget Director Mick Mulvaney said on Fox News yesterday that Congress didn't need to spend all the money that the budget deal allows. Ted McKinney, USDA's Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs, warned the National Cotton Council on Sunday that the budget could propose cuts again in the Market Access Program and Foreign Market Development Program. He helped to promote cotton and other U.S. commodities overseas. McKinney made it clear he supports the spending and that Congress does too. McKinney said, I know how to salute when I'm ordered to salute, but until I'm told to salute, I'm going to tell people the value of MAP and FMD funds. Trump unveils infrastructure plan with spotlight on rule. President Donald Trump will also unveil a much-anticipated infrastructure investment plan today that puts a priority on strengthening rural America. That according to senior White House officials who briefed reporters on Saturday. Whether it's funds to repair the crumbling blocks and dams needed to ship grains and oil seeds down the Mississippi River or bring broadband Internet access to areas of the country that need it, the proposal puts an emphasis on rural America. One White House official stressed rural funds will take priority. The rural funds are advanced and move faster. There's a front-loading of the rural funds. The $200 billion plan would dedicate 25% of the total, or nearly $50 billion, to building and repairing rural infrastructure. That meets the demands of lawmakers and groups like Rebuild Rule, who have been lobbying the Trump administration. The $50 billion portion of the incentive funding would go directly to states to allow governors to select what the priorities and in infrastructure are in their respective states, another White House official said. Rural communities have seen their infrastructure deteriorate, jeopardizing their jobs, their families' health and well-being, and their competitiveness in both agricultural and other industries important to rural America. That, according to Rebuild Rural, a coalition of hundreds of groups like the American Farm Bureau Federation, the Farm Credit Council, and the National Farmers Union. Overall, White House officials say the $200 billion worth of federal money they plan to get it by cutting unspecified funding will stimulate about $1.5 trillion worth of investment in infrastructure across the country. President Trump recently stressed the importance of the proposal, quote, to rebuild our crumbling infrastructure, that in his State of the Union speech. Every federal dollar should be leveraged by partnering with state and local governments and, where appropriate, tapping into private sector investment to permanently fix the infrastructure deficit. But wait, there is more. The Trump plan, which a team of White House officials have been working on for a year in conjunction with lawmakers, also seeks to drastically reduce the amount of time it takes to approve new projects through the environmental permitting process. Whereas projects now easily take a decade, the goal is to shorten that to a maximum of two years. 
The key to achieving that, officials said, is reducing duplication and putting one government agency in charge of a project. We're going to move to a process we call one agency, one decision, according to one official. Conaway seeks to head off poison pill farm bill amendments. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway says the biggest threat to the farm bill will come from floor attacks on crop insurance rather than nutrition policy. Speaking to the National Cotton Council in Fort Worth, Texas this weekend, Conaway also said he planned to push the House Rules Committee to block any poison pill amendments measures that would undermine support for the legislation from being offered on the House floor. Conaway will argue that House members shouldn't get to offer amendments to the bill if they're not going to vote for the final legislation. Conaway was greeted by standing ovation when he was introduced to the NCC, which won a major victory in the newly enacted budget agreement, which makes cotton eligible for the price loss coverage. Conaway said he's ready for his committee to act on the new farm bill as soon as the GOP leadership assures him there will be time soon afterward to debate the legislation on the House floor. But Conaway cautioned that the House could be tied up in March with debates over immigration policy and a fiscal 18 spending bill that Congress needs needs to pass before the Easter recess. Conaway told AgriPulse in an interview that he's working to make sure that the Farm Bill has sufficient Democratic support to pass the House and isn't derailed by a fight over the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program. The reason for his optimism? SNAP policy reforms are easier to have a rational conversation about than cuts in overall spending on the program. Conaway eyes DACA bill for farm worker reforms. Conaway says that the upcoming House debate over DACA is the best chance that agriculture is going to have to replace the H-2A with an expanded guest worker program. Conaway said he's working with the House Judiciary Chair Bob Goodlett to fine-tune rules for a new H-2C farm worker program that Goodlett has proposed. Goodlatte barely got the H2C proposal out of his committee against solid opposition from Democrats and some GOP opposition as well. Conaway says he's talking to Goodlatte about changes to the nuts and bolts of the H2C proposal to ensure that it's usable for farmers. Cotton production forecast to fall despite higher plantings. Farmers are expected to plant slightly more cotton this year because of improvements in prices relative to other crops. However, Farmers are likely to harvest less cotton this year, in part because of a worsening drought in West Texas and Oklahoma. The National Cotton Survey's annual survey of growers indicates that they will plant nearly 13.1 million acres this year. That's up from about 12.6 million acres last year and 10.1 million in 2016. However, NCC projects that cotton production will fall by nearly 2% as yields return to more normal trends. NCC economist Jody Campici says production could fall off even more because of the drought. Farmers will be eligible for the price loss coverage program for the first time this year, but Campici tells AgriPulse that it isn't likely to make a significant difference in terms of acreage. Senator Heitkamp, disaster program boost much needed. The budget agreement signed into law Friday morning contains, among other things, an increase in funding to USDA disaster programs. North Dakota Senator Heidi Heidkamp says she's been fighting for such an increase because demand is far greater than supply for emergency money. The budget deal removes the $20 million cap on the Emergency Livestock Assistant Program, or ELAP, 
which helps producers deal with severe weather-related losses to livestock and honeybees. Heitkamp says requests for aid under the program total about $40 million, roughly double the limit. The Livestock Indemnity Program was also strengthened in the deal. Previously, it only helped if livestock died, but now also helps out ranchers who've been forced to sell their livestock at reduced prices because of a natural disaster. Heitkamp said after touring the state and hearing from farmers and ranchers affected by drought, it's clear that federal disaster assistance programs aren't doing enough. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, February 12th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.